So my friends, um, the Sadducees, the question of the Sadducees, um, where they're trying to trick our Lord, they're trying to present this absurd situation um, with the seven brothers all married to this one woman, one after the other, uh, each one dying childless, um, is they don't believe in the resurrection of the dead. This is the thing. They don't even believe in the resurrection of the dead. And so they're trying to present this absurdity to trick our Lord. Um, but we do believe in a resurrection of the dead. The problem is if we think of the resurrection of the dead, and if we think of heaven, just like here, but better, like that's not it. That's not, that's not what heaven is. Heaven isn't just like this life, but better. Like heaven is beholding God face to face. Like we were made to be filled up. God is like the ultimate good. Like God is pure goodness itself, pure being itself, pure truth itself. Like God, so when we behold God, we are totally filled. And again, I just, it really um, bugs me uh, that a lot of times, like, unfortunately, our notion of heaven is um, that it's like here, that somehow heaven is like this world, um, just a little bit better. Like, heaven's like baseball, where you never lose, right? Like, no, baseball is boring if you don't strike out every now and again. And if you don't, like, if you, if you played baseball, and every single pitch was a home run. First of all, you'd never get past the, the top of the first inning. Secondly, it'd get boring really quick. Like, it's not golf. It's not a nice meal. Like, these are all created goods. And these created goods only have a certain ability to satisfy us. But ultimately, they run out. They don't have enough. I mean, even, even interpersonal love, which is good and is beautiful... But, I mean, one of the things that most people realize as soon as they get married is, or in any kind of serious relationship, is that my spouse isn't God. Um, and sometimes maybe they think they are, but they're not, right? And that if we try to make our spouse God, and we try to, like, we have this desire for God in our hearts. And if we try to have family um, fill that desire, they don't have the stuff to do it. Um, people don't have the stuff to do it. People will ultimately, in one way or another, maybe not, you know, overall, but in one way or another, people will generally let us down every now and again. It happens. Because we're not God. We're imperfect. We may be created in the image of God, but we are not God. And so if we try to fill that God desire with another person, uh, it's not going to work. And so heaven isn't just being with my family and friends, as good as that is, as much as we can't wait to see those who have gone before us one day. But that's not the core of heaven. The core of heaven is God, that we are with God himself. We are part of the life of the Trinity in heaven, um, that we are invited into that interpersonal love between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that we share in that. And if we think in heaven we're going to need golf or baseball or food or even, and as hard as it sounds, even other people to make us happy in heaven, then we've got a wrong notion of heaven. In heaven, it's God that makes us happy. Everything else and everyone else um, share in that happiness, but it all goes through Almighty God. And so we need to have that right understanding of heaven. Not only do we believe that there is an afterlife, and um, for those who are just, who are in relationship with God in this life, that relationship continues um, 
for those who are um, wicked and do evil deeds, um, there is the reality of hell and an eternal punishment um, because of the offense against God. Uh, the good God would not um, force somebody who has totally rejected him to share that interpersonal Trinitarian life in heaven. And so uh, the reality of hell um, and eternal separation from God is something that we believe. But we also believe uh, that at the end of time, with the final judgment, there will be the resurrection of the body. Meaning we, get, we are human beings. We're not angels. We are bodily. We are uh, body and soul united. Well, that's who we are as human beings. And so at the end of time, we will have bodies. We will have, in some mysterious way, our body. My body, provide, you know, in actually everyone, heaven or hell, gets bodies back. Um, and so at the end of time, like, I will in some way have my body. What, however that works. I don't really know, but it'll be there. Um, that's what we confess. It's when we pray in the creed. I believe um, in the resurrection of the body of the dead. Uh, I don't know. Whatever we pray in the creed, I got to say the rest of the creed to get there um, from memory. But we believe in it. We believe in the resurrection and that we get our bodies back. That that's it. We will have bodies for all of eternity. And so our body matters, right? That we believe in a bodily resurrection, not just a spiritual one, but a bodily resurrection. Okay. So this is what we confess and what we believe about an afterlife. Um, And so the whole idea that these Sadducees who don't believe in it uh, want to test Jesus, they're they're thinking of heaven in, well, first of all, they don't believe in an afterlife, but even if they did, they're thinking of it in too materialistic of a way. But let's get another point from this because that reading uh, from the book of Maccabees, I think is very important. uh, That... These uh, seven brothers with their mother were arrested and tortured uh, during this persecution of the Jewish people that's recounted in the book of Maccabees. And actually, the version that we get in the reading is relatively um, cleaned up and censored to make it a little bit easier for Sunday morning reading. But even we get, like, these seven brothers with their mother are all captured and tortured. Why? Just to make them eat pork, right? Which is against the Jewish religion. And that's it. Just eat this pork and you can live. But they get that the law matters, that their religion matters, and that the body matters. And insofar as eating pork is condemned under Jewish law, they would not do it. And they were all tortured and killed. All of them, seven brothers and their mother. That's, we don't really get the end of the story. The seven brothers and their mother. And the mother is actually in the story encouraging them Um, to stand fast to the faith. And that this is something that our body matters. Because our bodies will be resurrected, our bodies matter. And what we do with our bodies matter. And to do things with our bodies that are immoral matters. And it's a problem. And And to just say, well, you know, it's just my body. Like, my heart's in the right place. It's just my body. Like, no, we are body and soul together. And so to do wicked things with our bodies, it matters. And we see the example of the martyrs in our own faith. We see the example of the Jewish martyrs that rather than committing a single sin, rather in this case, in violating the law, which was the core of the Jewish identity, 
um, is following the law. We are God's people and we follow the law. They would rather be arrested and tortured and killed. We, I wonder, you know, Christianity spread so early on because Christians were willing to live this. We're willing to live what we believe and we are willing to live it uh, up through the point of death. That even a threat of torture and arrest and death cannot shake the faith of the Christian in Jesus Christ. And that is how, with that fidelity to the law, uh, with that fidelity to our Lord, with that fidelity to the teachings of the church, that is how, um, that's how Christianity spread. That Christians were, this is something I'm willing to die for. And I wonder, and I hope, uh, do we still have that as Christians today? Or is it just, no, what I, like, I'll just go to confession. Or, no, it, you know what, that law, that really doesn't mean anything. Uh, that, that's not, you know, every month there's a study coming out about Catholics don't, not believing the teachings of the church, right? Every month, it just basically you can get a new headline. Every month, majority of Catholics reject the teaching on the real presence, that the bread and wine in Mass actually becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. That's the truth for which we should be willing to die. This, I just saw this week, majority of Catholics, like not even just over 50, the majority of Catholics, I'd say in the 80s, uh, reject the church's teaching on not living together, a couple not living together before they're married. Again, that's a truth that we hold firm with. Um, and that it's something that matters. And what we do with our bodies matter. And I just, as Catholics, it, when in a Christianized society, now a post-Christianized society, we have to ask ourselves, do we hold to our faith that we are willing to accept scorn or even arrest or torture or death to uphold, not even break one, one um, commandment of the moral law? Um, these brothers did that. The martyrs in the history of our church have done that. Of course, when people fall, there's always mercy. There's always the ability to go to confession. But we shouldn't bank on that. We should bank on, I don't, Lord, give me strength. Just conclude with, that's what St. Paul, the Lord, the Lord will give um, encouragement, has loved us and given us lasting encouragement. The Lord will continue to strengthen us. And so today, um, we ask that we have a right understanding of the afterlife, that we understand that our bodies matter, uh, and that we have the courage to obey the moral law, even to the point of death, rather than committing even one mortal sin. Um, that's, we ask our Lord for this grace. If we live our faith in this way, um, that's contagious. That will get people to want to buy into what is it that we are so passionately committed to, that we hope to enjoy forever, heaven, with the life of being part of the intertrinitarian life, sharing the joy and the bliss of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.